course I want to have sex, but like, where is the buildup, right? And the seduction is that buildup. Seduction is the foreplay. The foreplay is the seduction. It is the piece where we are being mindful and taking our time to really appeal to our lover. Welcome to Honey Do Me, a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond. Hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers. So we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them. We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal. That we are worthy of love and pleasure. And that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're so spooky. You got well, a lot of voices. I have that a vibe. You use. Yeah. I have a lot of faces I can make too. You can r- wink really well. Um, I don't want to see that face. That's like a. Okay, now you're doing weird animals. <laughs> you don't want to see these faces. The first one was a tapeworm, and the Ew! second one <laughs> was a rat. Um, I'm going to say this. those are my two faces. Okay. Well, I was mainly talking about the cute ones, like when you wink in the middle of a joke, and it's funny. Oh, thanks. I used to not be able to wink, so that's cool. I also used to not be able to snap. <gasps> but look at her now. Look at her now. She's thriving. It's a success story. <laughs> she can well, snap. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> They're going to be so jealous of me at my 10-year reunion. Mine are louder. <laughs> Your 10-year. Cass can snap now. <laughs> That's and just... wink. And wink. <laughs> Your mouth has to be open, though, when you do it. Yes, it does. <laughs> that is a non-negotiable for me. So <laughs> It's okay. I can, like, kind of wink. I've always been a good snapper, though. I can shake my eyes. Are we talking about secret talents? Ugh. Show me. I have to be really close to you. That's oh. why it like the so target has to special? be right here. It is special. I would like to know anyone else that can Speaking do it. Speaking of seduction, my sister <laughs> Emma's gonna wiggle her eyes at you, and if that doesn't seduce you, honey, it will hypnotize what you. Will. <laughs> what will? But um, I do have other techniques of seduction, but I won't tell them now. We yeah. just why spoil why the surprise? Spoil it. <laughs> That's only for a select few. So yeah, today we are talking about seduction and foreplay, Emma's true talents, if you haven't already (laughs) gathered that. Snappy hands. And contrary to popular belief, there are experts out there greater than us. Yeah. I mean, it is flooring, but we found them. (laughs) But we found them. And we brought on the truly incredible Marla Renee Stewart, who does just a few things. She is a (laughs) sexologist, a coach, an educator. A pleasure activist, a sexual strategist. She has been studying human sexuality for over 20 years. She started a sex education company called Velvet Lips. She specializes in seduction, communication, and sex skills. Mm -hmm. And as if that wasn't enough, (laughs) she also runs a conference called Sex Down South in Atlanta, where they have sexuality workshops that cater to people who want to learn more about themselves. And they prioritize folks of color, queer, trans, non-binary folks, sex workers, and folks with disabilities. So just basically all the work of a very, very, very good human. A very good human <laughs> who is also very cool and mm-hmm. good at sex. Good at sex. Um, so why did you want to talk about foreplay and seduction? Ah, because I'm not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like foreplay as mm-hmm. any God-loving human does. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Warm-blooded human does. As any God-loving American does. 
I feel like I've really gotten into a routine with my partner and it's feeling a little stale. I'm feeling like I need a little more spice, feeling like I need a little zhuzh in that department. Mm -hmm. And he also doesn't really know what to do. So we're just looking for suggestions. So if you have any, slide into our DMs. (laughs) From literally anyone. You don't have to be an expert. No, 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 no. Just like your best and worst and we'll try both. Yeah, exactly. I was kind of in the same boat. I, I feel like I forgot about seduction Mm -hmm. in foreplay oh yeah I've never seduced anyone I would say that (laughs) I was talking about specifically foreplay I have never in my life seduced Seduced a soul never never Uh, maybe my my plate of food that I'm excited to eat but that is about it oh I get so excited not a salad no I don't I don't seduce a salad no a salad goes straight down the gullet Okay. A nice cookie. <laughs> oh my god. Um, great. I can't look at you because I just keep laughing when you do stuff. Sorry. Um, fucking hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I forgot about it, and I fucking love to be, you know, seduced or drawn in, or like mm-hmm. how to switch up foreplay. Um, because like you said, it can get kind of routine, but then you're also like, well, then what the fuck else is what there? What do you do? There, yeah. I'm like, there are only four things <laughs> that we can do. So what do we do outside of those things? And because my is... partner has already said no to one of them. So, <laughs> so also I had, I really don't know what seduction is, to be honest with you. Like, what does it mean when I think of seduction? I think of the movies when they like draw someone backwards with like a wave of the finger Mm -hmm. is that seduction a wave of the finger which isn't that also how you get a g-spot orgasm (laughs) a come hither motion (laughs) you know what i mean you know what i mean i am the expert yeah that's literally all i think about is like come here hubba hubba and so i don't know what seduction is which Mm -hmm. is also why i needed an expert yeah so this was needed I, I hope you take something away. Too. I hope this helps you in the way that it helped us. Yeah. We can't wait to talk about our seduction styles. And we'll see you on the other side. As always. One thing that stuck out to me, sexual strategist. Yeah. I love that. Can you tell me more? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so it's so funny because I was like, I, I'm going to do this. Actually, I'm going to be launching a um for people to become a certified sexual strategist uh, next year, actually. So I'm working on that. uh, And I'm basically what it is, is I developed a strategy for helping people that is not just, you know, it's not sex therapy in the sense of I'm going to let you, you know, talk, you know, talk Mm -hmm. to me and talk to me about your feelings and everything else. But I talk about it as actually an integrative strategy. So it, it's, um, I, you know, sex therapists are very limited in what they can and can't do and how mm-hmm. they engage with their clients. And so I think it's particular for me, you know, energetically when I'm feeling things or when I, things that I want to say, it's not necessarily to please the client, but to ensure that they are getting all the help that they need. So I use an integrative strategy and it's basically a combination of sex therapy, somatic therapy and comprehensive sex ed. And so um, we use the sex therapy piece of making connections, talking through sexual functions, talking through sexual feelings, um, talking through intimacy, you know, with individuals and folks in relationships. Um, And it's very much that talk process is very quite similar to sex therapists. And there's even like communication techniques that I have uh, used or that I, uh, that I've, you know, borrowed from sex therapists that I use in my work 
that, that works to really help uh, my clients. And so I integrate that with somatic therapy, which is the use of breath work, um, even erotic breath work, vocal work, movement, touch, massage, like the use of those things that might be particular to someone who might have some touch-based or affection-based or intimacy as far as physical uh, issues. So being able to use those in combination as well and helping people with that um, their communication style, whether it's verbal, nonverbal, um, as well as thinking about like the seduction process. Um, and then of course, sex skills, I, I have to teach people, you know, like what's the use of being a, a person who's trying to help someone who's like, Hey, here's your G spot. Try to find it. It's <laughs> right over here. You know, do you feel it? Exactly. Um, so rather than doing that, I can actually go in and I've had the opportunity to do this with people, whether they have like, well, I don't really know what one feels like. So I've had people, you know, find my G spot. I've had, I've felt a other people's g-spots so it's the, really the ability to be able to go in and say like hey i'm able to go uh, to touch my clients or have my clients mm-hmm. touch me in a way that's going to help them and not be distant right which you know sex therapy is yeah. like don't touch don't come near don't don't do any of that that is so cool. Talk about hands-on yeah. learning. I know you said yeah. go in, and I mean you literally go in. <laughs> <laughs> but using hands-on um, learning, that's incredible because I feel like it's hard to find places you can go if you're really looking mm-hmm. for someone to get literally like down and dirty with you to understand about my body, how to understand someone else's body, mm-hmm. how to really engage in, you know, sexual pleasure. So a sex strategist is a whole other avenue that we can start like looking into um, to get that help. And I think that's fantastic. That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a combination of those th- two things, as well as the comprehensive sex ed piece, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I actually started with young people. So making sure they're getting the age appropriate knowledge. So it includes, you know, giving young people or get in or giving adults, you know, knowledge around sex and sexuality, reflections on what a healthy attitude looks like, develop their personal awareness, their sex skills, and really helping them to recognize their life and sexual values Mm -hmm. so that they can make healthy and appropriate choices. And I would also argue to say responsible Mm -hmm. um, sexual choices in their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's such important work to start, especially young, but just in general for the average adult. We want to get into so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's start out with some seduction. We yeah. would love to know more. I guess what I'm wondering when I hear the word seduction, like what really is it? Is that another word for a sexier word for initiating sex? Is it different from initiating sex? Can it be the same? Yeah, yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what's interesting, right? I really got inspired from reading Robert Greene's book, The Art of Seduction. And what I really saw was actually there was a really great connection between, you know, seduction and our learning styles Mm -hmm. and how one really taps into what kind of seducer they are and what are the things that they need um, in order to be influential, right? And so I would say um, seduction is, uh, when I think of seduction, I think of our, uh, I call them seduction learning styles, right? Mm -hmm. So it's how 
people get seduced. So whether you are visual or tactile or combination of visual tactile, maybe you're auditory, whatever it is, there is really is sometimes one or more primary ways that you can be in tune to um, a lover or potential lover that will help you uh, move uh, in a way that helps you get more connected to them. For instance, um, <laughs> if you are a visual person, and sometimes the reason why I can tell people are visual is because visual people love shiny things, right? So these <laughs> are people who, you know, they're like me. They like have lots of jewelry in their face or shiny things around on their, you know, necklaces mm-hmm. or bracelets or whatever. And they're visual. And, um, uh, a lot of times you can tell somebody who's visual is like by making eye contact with them. So making eye contact with them, uh, I say dressing up or, you know, dressing down, dressing <laughs> off, stuff, striptease, really being able to give them a story where they can visualize, like these are my daydreamers, right? So they're like visualizing things. So if you want to appeal to them, that means you got to give them a story to appeal to, a story that can help them make connections and actually see the story going on in their head. Um, these are my people who, uh, if you want to get someone who's a uh, visuals attention, that means you need to be the opposite of the room, right? It means if the room is busy, right, that you are moving slowly or you are staying still, right? If the room is sitting, that means you are entering in late, right? Or so that people turn to see you, um, you know, so it's these things are these elements of, of movement and vision and visualization that help with the seduction process or help with connecting by giving someone something that they actually need to connect with you, mm-hmm. right? And so same thing with auditory and tactile. There's different tactics as we, um, as we explain uh, in our uh, Jess and I's book, The Ultimate Guide mm-hmm. to Seduction and Foreplay, we frame that out. Um, sort of elevated erotic feelings and your core erotic feelings that help to uh, that help frame the book theoretically, but then it's also practical. So it's not just this visual people need this. I suppose they need it, but it's actually like actually this works. Like this is a practice you can actually do. It's not just I'm saying something just to say it. Uh, affection is huge, and affection, physical affection is one of the primary ways that a lot of people need and hunger for, especially right now, <laughs> like in COVID times, yeah, yeah. right? Like I'm, I'm sad. I can't hug strangers anymore. You know? <laughs> like, so it's kind of a, one of those things where you're like, ah, oh, like just those little things are going to improve your relationship. How many of those little things can you do a day? Right. And you know, and, and, and it matters. Mm-hmm. So First of all, when you were explaining the visual seduction, I was like, I think that's mine. (laughs) That all sounded really good. Um, And I like that you said it kind of comes from like our learning style. So maybe I'm definitely like a visual learner because I was really bad at school. So if they didn't have a diagram on the whiteboard, I didn't know what I was learning. Um, But what are some other ways we can kind of like tap into what we know are our seduction styles or maybe what our partner's seduction styles are? Are there more ways to know kind of what we like and if trial and error yeah. goes really bad like, like how do you figure it out how do you yeah. figure out what 
which style is yours? Which style is your partner's? What if you're not good at your partner's style? Yeah. What if they're not good at your style? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a train wreck and it's yeah. scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's room for all of that, actually. What's really great about the seduction learning styles is that there's so many things that you can do to, to cater to that, right? So, for instance, uh, for auditory right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone is auditory, a lot of times, <laughs> the, what I love about auditory people is they go, um, oh my gosh, I love a great conversation. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And I think it's so hilarious to me because I've been doing this work for so long and I'm like, you love it when someone pays attention to you while you are talking. Mm-hmm. Really, you love to hear your own voice is what it is. <laughs> Cass just pointed to herself at that point. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like being an active listener, Mm -hmm. it's such like a connecting experience. Like, oh, you are really listening to me. You are really talking to me. So that's what people usually say. Uh, Those are my uh, my auditory people. Um, And for auditory people, you know, they love moans, breathy tones, talking to them where you let them hang on every word, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the book, I list out a bunch of these things. So you can really go in and see like, oh, hey, yeah, this, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm actually a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I have a quiz too that um, I can offer you and your listeners um, that I just call, it's a hack. It's really good just because like, hey, here's a quick hack. If you don't want to like, do all these things here, have them take this quiz. <laughs> it'll, it'll give it to you in, you know, five minutes. That would be whatever. a hell yeah. Yes. I want to know. I, I think I know what mine is, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to, I want other people I wanna to know yeah. too. <laughs> exactly. I want my partner to know. Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com. Malibu.com and use code D-E-W-M-E for 10% off. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then like with tactile people, these are my people who are, they have to touch everything, right? It's like you take them to a store, they're touching everything on the shelf, every single clothing item. They are touching all the things. (laughs) They want all the things. Um, so in order to seduce them, 
what do you think you need to do, right? You need to use their hands. You need to wear different kinds of fabrics. We're so used to wearing like cotton every day. Mm. Like what are the different kinds of fabrics that you could use that they would, that it would feel good to their touch. Bring out the latex. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, um, dancing with them, tactile people tend to be my athletes, right? Like my sporting people, um, people who like to move, dance, you know, all of those things. This yeah, is lots so of fun. It's so many things. And it's so many things that I wouldn't think like if you were to say like visual or auditory, I'm like, okay, so I wear something sexy or mm-hmm. I say something sexy. But these are so many different layers to those types of seduction styles that'll bring in so many different like levels <laughs> to your mm-hmm to your experience, which I think is just like, I'm getting excited, (laughs) like talking about it. (laughs) And it's just, it's new, which I think is, I mean, novelty is one of the biggest things that you need, especially for us in like long-term relationships. So bringing novelty to things that you think you already like know all about is huge. Well, cause maybe like what I'm thinking is I'm sure there are people out there, like I know I've been in situations where I'm like, I'm not turned on, this isn't turning me on, I, there just must be something wrong or I'm just not interested or whatever it is or this just isn't. Right. But I feel like that's because nobody's tried all of these <laughs> things, you know what I mean? Like maybe they weren't doing what I was into. Yeah. And it's like knowing that there is more to so foreplay, there's more. more to seduction than just, mm-hmm. hey, you want to have sex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and there's also and something like that, what stops us, like our turnoffs or whatever. Um, and uh, Dr. Emily Nagoski talks about it in her book, Come As You Are. Like mm-hmm. we have these breaks and we have these accelerators, like the things that are yes. turn ons and our turnoffs. And a lot of the times our turnoffs are they're, they're stressors. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do things have to be perfect, you know, or do uh, do you have to what are the circumstances that make you turned all the way on? Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a lot of times it, it does have to do with what is stressing us out in this moment? Like, why aren't you turned on? Are you uh, like if you're a visual person, is there like stuff everywhere? Someone's trying to turn me on and I can't concentrate because I'm thinking about how this paper is going to fall off this desk at any moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, thinking about like, uh, you know, all of these different aspects, um, are going to be things that slow us down or things that speed us up. So I think it's very helpful to think about that in the process as well. So it's nice to know that that's kind of like not just me having my mind like wander and being kind of like, quote unquote, wrong in the sexual experience. Like it's just my mind being a visual person and not being able to fully sink into the moment. Like I'm just a visual seduction person, maybe. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. I have one clarifying question. I mean, I have a million, but I have one I'm going to (laughs) ask. So what really is the goal of seduction? Like, is the goal always sex? Is it like a way of life? Because when you were talking about, you know, you walk into a room when everybody else is already sitting down, like it almost sounds like a a lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) It has been my lifestyle my whole life. No. You know, seduction is, um, it's, it's a way for you to get what you want by giving what somebody else also wants. 
right? So it's a it's a win win situation, um, in my opinion. And it it's not predatory. It's not. Um, it's really a simple way or a different kind of way of connecting that feels good to both people. And so it's a it's a way of uh, influencing people, but in a way that's positive, um, positive for you and positive for them. It, for you, know, like I said, for me, it has been a way of life. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, somebody said, uh, uh, thinking about like flirtation, right? Like, what is flirting? Is flirting, you know, the same as you know seduction? And seduction is goal oriented, right? Seduction mm-hmm. is about. Um, connecting and, you know, having a a mutual beneficial relationship, um, regardless of what the relationship is, Mm -hmm. whereas flirtation is just like um, seduction without the goal for fun. Right. For fun is the key word, because I like to think that I have a flirty personality (laughs) and I've been with different people where they say like, oh, flirting is cheating or whatever. But I feel like flirting is exactly what you said which is just like fun without a goal it's just like you're not trying to get your biscuits you're just trying to hang out (laughs) mama's not trying to get her biscuits she's just trying to trying to chat Um, yes i love that and can you give us some kind of fun ways to start like initiating sex with seduction like what are some good starter tips because me for example in my relationship we tend to just say you want to have sex yeah and it's it's getting really boring <laughs> if i'm gonna be honest it's yeah a little bit boring yeah so i always say like if you're planning for sex on saturday what is what is the thing that you're going to do on monday like what is the sex seed that you are going to plant and water throughout the week so that you can have an amazing time on that saturday right And so really depending on the person's um, seduction learning style is how you feed into whatever, you know, the date is. So maybe if they are into, you know, I want some quality time and I just don't want it to be a Netflix chill. You want to have sex. I want it to be, you know, maybe I, you know, buy the candles or maybe I buy them a new outfit if I'm visual or maybe, you know, I'm like, I want to read erotica with you, or um, maybe it's sexting them. Maybe it's learning some new dirty talk phrases, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, there's a lot of different things that you can do to appeal to one another. But the fact is you have to make the effort, right? It's not like, um, it's funny because, you know, when he gets to that place of like, yeah, you want to have sex, it's sort of like, of course I want to have sex, but like, where is the buildup, right? Mm-hmm. And the seduction is that buildup. Seduction is the foreplay. The foreplay is the seduction. It is the piece where we are being mindful and taking our time to really appeal to our lover in the way that really feels good to them so that, you know, you don't have to say you want to have sex because you're going to know. I I mean, I think that's fantastic to think about it as like a whole thing you prepare for because I, I think it can be a little overwhelming if you're thinking about like, oh, what can I do in the next five minutes before sex to make this person feel seduced? Mm-hmm. But like you can plan for sex and make it sexy by like just taking into consideration, especially for me, like I love when. I feel like someone took like my personal like sexual interest into consideration. So 
planning a week in advance with thinking about like what would make that day super sexy and then it didn't still feel spontaneous without feeling planned even though you planned it <laughs> you know and you or prepared is maybe a better word yeah I think it's all about planning the sex seed I think it's all about the long game you know yeah. like um, maybe it's a short game, but even if it's like, I want to have sex tonight, what am I doing in the morning? What am mm-hmm. I doing in the afternoon? You know, mm-hmm. what are the ways that I'm, it's, it's happening right you now? Exactly. I feel like there's this big question and often a joke about like, how long should foreplay be and how much foreplay does anyone need? But I love the idea of like, I need a fucking week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a fucking yes. week. <laughs> Which leads perfectly into what we want to get into next, which is foreplay. So can you talk a little bit about the difference of like seduction and then foreplay? So what exactly is foreplay? Um, Foreplay is seduction. It's one of the things that you're just doing before sex. Right. Mm -hmm. And so or we actually (laughs) we actually kind of um, talk about it as foreplay is actual sex. Right. So uh, with a lot of um, folks who, um, you know, we're in a very cisgender heteronormative world. And um, a lot of times I think for me, it's been very advantageous to be queer and doing this work because when, you know, I, you know, I, a lot of my clients are straight and like, they're like, well, I'm like, okay, so what do you do for foreplay? And they're like, oh, you know, we do oral sex. And I'm like, that's sex. It has sex in the title. Mm -hmm. So it's not foreplay. So what are you doing for foreplay? And so um, that helps them to really shape and understand that like foreplay um, what you might have been considering foreplay before is actually sex. Um, and foreplay may look in like all sorts of different things. It might look like outer course. It might look like, you know, just rubbing, touching, massaging. It might look like a makeout session in the middle of the day. It might look like, you know, there's lots of different ways that you can implement uh, foreplay and it doesn't have to be continuous. It doesn't have to lead to sex, right? So we can just have some foreplay and then just like leave it hot and steamy and then come back to it. Like, oh. you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I got to get some work done, but let's, let, let's make out for five minutes and then <laughs> yes. like, okay, I got to go back to my work. But I'm going to think about that making out, you know, <laughs> I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to come back to it because, you know, it was a real turn on for me. Oh my right? God. Um, So it's a way of like holding that sexual energy that I think is, um, you know, can be really advantageous for people. But Mm -hmm. yeah, foreplay is sex. I I think it's all all, it's uh, it's all intertwined. And I think, you know, we, we need to start looking at it as such. Cass and I are having these like revelations as you're talking because you're saying exactly how I feel. It's like I want to just like make out enough to feel like super sexy or whatever and like you can just leave it there that's totally fine you can (laughs) you can leave after that or just like how what you're saying that you know like oral sex or whatever that is sex so sometimes foreplay for me could feel a little bit like teasing and like taunting like sex right before you so it's hard to explain to someone that isn't as enlightened as we all are. <laughs> but that foreplay can be so much more. Definitely. It, it Absolutely. It can be so, so much more. And I think sometimes if we limit ourselves and we don't open our minds to what the possibilities could be, we are, we're limiting our sexual selves. We're limiting, limiting our sexual growth and, and how we evolve and, and, 
And we are limiting what we can do sexually, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you mentioned outer course. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, Outer course is, you know, I always say, like, not I always say, but, like, you know, one of the things that, like, some people get caught up on, um, and, and in particular, you know, I'm thinking about, like, cisgender women who are, like, well, you know, my vagina is out of commission because, you know, I don't know, we didn't use lube and Mm -hmm. I I don't want to have sex because, you know, that would require penetration. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't necessarily have to be the case, right? Like, you know, you can rub your genitals um, up against someone's body or different body parts that can get you off and help help you to have an orgasm. I'm very orgasm oriented, by the way. And so like the way that, you know, to get an orgasm, If it means, you know, rubbing up on my thigh or it means that, you know, you, um, you know, are are rubbing yourself against my, you know, my butt cheeks or whatever, (laughs) like that is the way to go. And you can still get off and still have a good time without having oral, anal or vaginal sex. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think I'm actually a really big fan of Outer Course. I just haven't had the words for it. And I've actually felt super awkward talking about it with partners. I'm not sure why in particular like that has been such a hurdle for me to be like, I like this. I guess because the only word I had for it was dry humping. And I don't (laughs) love that word. It like... I don't, it just makes me feel icky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of times when people say, oh yeah, I love, cause I, I always say, oh, these are my humping people. These are my humpers, my grinders, <laughs> you know, like those are my people, but you have to like, uh, you, you, we, we tend to put it in an immature context. We tend yes. to be like, oh, that's what you did in high school or that's what you did or whatever. But the fact is, we had a good time. Yeah, it was (laughs) fun then. It'd be fun now. (laughs) It's really hot back then. Oh, my God. Exactly. Those are fun times. Yeah. (laughs) So outer course can be definitely fun. And I I think the way that I frame it, I think, for adults now is just like, hey, maybe somebody's genitals are out of commission. What are the things that you can do with your genitals? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that don't require you to interact with their genitals, right? Yeah. So, and I love that mindset. I think that's fantastic. We should have all the options in the world. Nothing mm-hmm. should have to lead to something if you don't. Whatever. Like, we should just have all the options. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And then touching back because I've had a lot of controversy asking people about what technically the bases mean. So, do you have any like standard definition of what all four of like the bases mean when people <laughs> say like, "Oh, I got to first base" or something? Absolutely not. Of I'm probably in the worst <laughs> person to talk about with that. I, I, I know. I, I think if I, let's see, thinking back, if I were to think back to high school and I'm thinking like, okay, first base I think was kissing. And then I think second base was like touching the chest or you know, breasts are getting naked or making out more. Mm-hmm. And I think third base was like touching the genitals. And I guess home was sex. So I guess that would yeah. be oral or vaginal sex. I didn't have anal sex at that time. <laughs> That's fair. That was Cass's thing. Yeah. My, my first was like making out. Second was all hands things like hand jobs, fingering. 
third was mouth stuff, <laughs> and home was sex for me. But I've had a lot of controversy with people saying that yeah, the bases were everybody different. seems to say different things. I know. I well, think my partner was joking, but his second base was anal. I'm not sure <laughs> if that was. <laughs> I'm like that feels fast. He's like kissing anal. I'm like whoa. Yeah, like I don't even think I go by bases anymore. I'm just like, are we doing home or not? Like, <laughs> are we running this? out of the park I'm not right. interested that's so funny well you know just ask Jurgen if he wants to go to second base with you and then just like stick something up his butt and yeah. just do anal with you said you said this is second <laughs> oh my gosh that's fantastic one thing I've noticed is that my partner who I've managed to talk a lot about <laughs> um we tend to get stuck in like a foreplay routine of like, first we're going to do this, then we do this, and then we have sex. And it feels oh, yeah. very routine. Like at first it was fun the yeah. first three times. And then, <laughs> then it's just gotten like, okay, now in 30 seconds, I know he's going to go do this. And it's uh-huh. like, ugh. do you have recommendations for not? Ugh. Sorry, you're good. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More like boredom. Right. Mm, sorry. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Do you have recommendations for how to like break out of that routine or recommendations for things to spice it up? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it, I mean, it goes, it goes back to the seduction learning styles, right? So mm-hmm. um, what you're experiencing is super common. <laughs> um, a lot of people complain that they're bored or that they do the same things over and over again. Um, a lot of times I tell people, Hey, I, I have a, um, erotic activity sheet. Um, and so I can give that link to your listeners as well. It's sort of an erotic activity bucket list. And I say, Hey, you know, here's a bunch of different things that you can try to do and implement into your sex life and do them together. Um, and that, uh, that seems to help people get a little goal oriented and not just settle, um, into the same old routine and doing the same old thing over and over and over again. It helps them to be creative and think outside the box. So sometimes I think we just need a little inspiration. We just need a little, you know, motivation yeah. or some ideas where we can say like, oh, hey, look at, we can implement this thing. Like, have we, you know, let's think about recording ourselves. Like, what do you think about that? Ooh. Like, you know, <laughs> let's, let's see what, it, what, what we look like, you know? And then maybe it's different. Maybe you do your regular old routine, but you record it. And yeah. then like, and then, you know, maybe he's like, oh, that is boring. You know, <laughs> like, my goodness, see, we need to change it up. So let's look at something else on this list. Right. So um, I think all of those things can be can be helpful. But, it, you know, honestly, it's really about just trying to tap into your creativity. And, um, you know, maybe you are, you know, maybe you want to get into something new, new like kink or BDSM mm-hmm. or, um, you know, you want to learn about some spanking. You know, it's sort of like be sexually curious, I think, is one of the best things that you could do for your relationship um, in order for it to um, not, not be stuck in the same old, same old. Right. I love that. I think for me, a huge issue, a huge hurdle is literally just thinking of stuff to right. do. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not super loving what we're doing now, but I have zero idea of yeah. what to do. So <laughs> I'm like, just next. figure it out. Totally. And you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is great. Great communication. It's amazing. It's working so well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any like, unexpected or like spontaneous 
things for foreplay that people should be trying that like you've figured out but the world should know about? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I it's hard for me to think about spontaneity. Um, I think because my life is really structured. Um, and so I always say like for, for somebody who craves spontaneity, their partner needs to just plan what their spontaneity looks like. Yeah. Um, cause usually there's one partner that's like, I'm spontaneous. And the other one's like, uh, I could, <laughs> I could be not spontaneous. You know, I'm okay with not being spontaneous. Um, and so I feel like the, it's kind of like on the not spontaneous partner to kind of like plan and do something different and unique to make their partner feel like it's spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have to understand our desires are very different and, and some of us do have spontaneous desire and some of us have responsive desire. And so we have to make that happen. Sometimes that, that chemistry just doesn't, you know, just, pop up out of thin air. And I think that's important to, it's important to give ourselves some grace to, to, to know that, you know, it's not, um, it it might not pop up out of anywhere, but Mm -hmm. in the case of trying to implement spontaneity, I suggest like, um, having like a fun secret phrase, you know, oh. for you two, that means something, right? So you say like, hey, when I say this, that means we're going to do a quickie in the closet for whatever, two minutes. Um, oh, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, so that means you say the phrase, you both know what it means, and you do that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that can help cure some of the, or that can help with some of the spontaneity of like, hey, I'm ready And if the spontaneous person is always ready, then, you know, all you have to do is like say that phrase and, you know, get going. Boom. (laughs) Well, I like that because that's cool because then you don't have to like be like try to lure without (laughs) saying outwardly like I want to have sex. You could just be like. The plants need me watering. I had a partner <laughs> that, like, one of our phrases was like, um, I think I said, like, did you have your medicine yet? Ooh. Or, like, <laughs> there's a phrase like, did you check the mail? Or, you know, it was something very ordinary that, like, mm-hmm. if we were in public or if we were, you know, out or there was family or somebody that they, you know, would know, mm-hmm. who, you know, what I was talking about. Oh, I love, I love that. that so much. It's a secret code word. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. listen, mom, but I love that you can have a code word in front of your family. <laughs> I think that's super hot. The last question I have is about rejection, because I think in all of this, like I've struggled with confidence. Asking for sex can be hard for me because I struggle with confidence and I'm worried about like, you know, being rejected. I think we all are worried yeah. about being rejected on some level. So can you do you have anything to say about like, how to kind of work through that rejection because obviously we all want to be having consensual sex. So that's of the utmost importance, but I also not, but, and I want (laughs) to deal with like those sorts of feelings that come from being rejected. Yeah. So when it comes to rejection, I, um, I definitely subscribe to, um, Don Miguel Ruiz's, uh, the four agreements. Have you read that book? It's on my bookshelf. If I'm being honest, I haven't read it, but I would love <laughs> to okay. get inspired to read it. 
Um, I mean, the, the, the premise is just those four agreements, right? And mm-hmm. so when I think about rejection, it's sort of like framing all of these things rooted in the four agreements. So um, be impeccable with your word, meaning that the way that you come at somebody, whether you are being rejected or rejecting, um, is going to influence how they see you. So how you reject them is going to matter, Um and it's kind of like karmic, you know, I asked you to dance and, uh, you know, you say, hell no, I don't want to dance with <laughs> you. You know, that's like gross and ugly. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you can be easily say, you know, I'm not really interested in dancing at the moment, you know, and it's very, it comes at you softer. Right. And so, so be impeccable with your word is the first one. Um, don't take anything personally, but if we were to be more mindful and say like, Hey, maybe that person is going through something. Maybe, you know, it's, it's not about me. Maybe they, they just don't want to do this thing. Maybe they're not Mm -hmm. into dancing. I don't know. Like trying just not to take it personally or not taking anything personally is really, really, um, going to be helpful for your own success because you're being mindful about them. Maybe it's about them. Maybe it's not necessarily about you. Now, it could be about you, (laughs) but you don't have to take it in like it is about you. You know what I mean? So you can just say like, hey, maybe there's something else that's on their mind. Um, Another point of the four agreements is like, don't make assumptions. Um, So don't, you know, don't make assumptions. Don't assume that, you know, someone is going to want to dance with you. Um, And then again, thinking about um, always do your best, right? So like I said, like, even if you're rejecting someone, not coming at them in any type of way. And if you are being rejected, like being graceful and tactful about Mm -hmm. it. But yeah, so when I think about rejection, I think about those things and, and helping people to frame like, you know, yes, we all don't want to be rejected, but if we, you know, don't take it personally, be mindful, be impeccable with our word, Mm -hmm. um, do our, do the best that we can with what we got, then I think, um, we are, we can be better people in the long run. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Because rejection can really be so multi-layered. Um, I think my especially initial reaction, I know cast you two, where we take it straight to the heart. And mm-hmm. <laughs> but really, if you think if I think about all the different times that I've had to say no to something, it has so many different levels than just like I'm not into you, maybe, mm-hmm. you know. So I think even just having more conversations and reiterating all the different reasons why rejection can happen is so important, especially around sex. Um so I love those are great four tips. And now I'll have to read that book that's on your shelf as well, <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, okay. So we have gotten to the partner episode where we like to do homework for honeys. Where we like to talk about one actionable step that we can all take to start incorporating what we talked about today. So Marla, would you do the honor of assigning all of us some homework for this week? Yes. Um, So the homework for this week is to pay attention to, you know what, actually we kind of talked about this. Do something different that you have never done before in your sex life. So whether that is sending a dirty text or a picture or 
whether that is uh, implementing a new toy or um, maybe learning a new sexual move, like try to do something different that you would normally not do in your sex life. Mm -hmm. So important to spice it up. I love it. I love it. I need to spice it up. That's (laughs) one of my New Year's (laughs) intentions. So yes. Thank you for that homework. Perfect, perfect homework. And last thing before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can continue connecting with you? Because they're going to want to. Because you're absolutely (laughs) yes. You can find me in my website at velvetlipssexed.com. You can find me on social media, Velvet Lips Sex Ed. uh, no e in the sex, and um, or you can go to one Marla Stewart. And um, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I have a TikTok account, but I haven't <laughs> really done anything with it. Um, but, um, but it's there. Uh, but yeah, you can feel free to reach out to me on my website, um, velvetlipsexed.com. Perfect. And we'll have all of that in the show notes along with the links to all of the stuff that we talked about. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show. Okay, we have arrived at the end. (laughs) Thank you so much to Marla for being on the episode today and going through all the ins and outs of what foreplay, seduction, all the things we literally don't know anything about. Yeah. Um, And thank you to our listeners for sticking with us. Yeah, and if you want to seduce us a bit, give us a little bit of foreplay, you can head over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. We appreciate it so much. We love you so much, and it shows us that you love us, and who doesn't want to... A reciprocating relationship. <laughs> That's all you want. You give some, you get some. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Feels fair. Anything else we want to ask them? Uh, no. Just peace, love, light. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We're getting good. <laughs>